Welcome to the keynote podcast from Kingdom Faith. Today's message is by Pastor Colin Urquhart. This morning we're just going to spend a few minutes talking about what it means to honor the Lord. In that uh, verse from Revelation that I read just now, you are worthy, our Lord of God, and God to receive glory and honor and power. What we see in the life of Jesus when he was here on earth, that he always honored the Father. And he expressed that honor in very practical ways. It wasn't simply an attitude of heart. It was something that was worked out in practice. So you could say that in everything he did, he sought to honor the Father. He honored the Father by speaking the words the Father gave him to speak. He honored the Father by doing not his own will, but the will of him who sent him. He honored the Father by doing the things that he saw his Father doing. So all that he said and did expressed the way in which he honored the Father. And what we understand from all of that is that the Father was allowed to have the initiative in Jesus' life. He never took the initiative away from the Father. He never instigated things from himself. He only did what came from the Father, what would honor the Father. He described his heart as being humble and gentle. We looked earlier in the term at that scripture from Philippians Two, that he made himself nothing, he humbled himself, he em literally he emptied himself uh, when he became man, and that put him in a different kind of relationship to the Father that he had when he was in heaven with the Father, and so he then had to honor the Father in everything in order to fulfill the will of the Father. That meant he needed this humble, submissive heart to the will of his Father. Then Jesus, when he was talking to the disciples at the Last Supper, said an interesting thing about the Holy Spirit, that he speaks nothing of himself. Now, the Holy Spirit is like the agent of God living within us to enable the outworking of his will. So if you like, uh, the Holy Spirit is both in heaven and actively working uh, among all God's children here on earth. So he never, again, he never initiates anything. That's what Jesus was saying. So because he lived in the power of the Holy Spirit, he recognized that the Holy Spirit within him didn't initiate, but spoke only what came from the Father and the Son. He did nothing of himself. This shows us that Jesus understood that to live the life of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven here on earth, everything depended upon heaven. That what Jesus was actually doing was living the life of the heavenly kingdom here on earth in the way that God intended, which is why he taught us to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, Jesus understood that the only way to honor the Father was to allow the Father to maintain the initiative in his life. 
And Jesus teaching the, Holy, uh, teaching the disciples about the Holy Spirit, saying the only way in which you can honor me is by honoring the life of the Holy Spirit within your life, recognizing that you don't initiate things, neither does the Spirit within you, but he will guide you in the way that heaven is directing just as happened in Jesus, so that is to happen in us. So the only way in which we can honor God in our lives now is in the same way that uh, Jesus honored the Father, not ever by taking the initiative away from God and thinking that we are going to determine the course of uh, the Father's purpose in our lives, but we're responding to what he himself has planned. We have the authority to put into place whatever he initiates. And this is what the life of faith is all about. Faith is not believing God to do certain things that we want him to do. Faith, the purpose of faith, is to believe the revelation of what God says his will is and to act upon that. Now, if we understand that, we can see that this is the way that Jesus lived by faith. He is the author and perfecter of our faith because he himself lived by faith, which meant he lived in dependence upon the Father, that he was humbly submitted to the Father's will, that he was seeking to glorify the Father in everything that he said and did. That's the life of faith. Now, of course, such faith comes out of love, faith working through love. It was his love for the Father that caused Jesus to obey him. So love honors the one who is loved. And that love believes in the one who is the object of, of, of love. So Jesus obviously had perfect faith in the Father, and he had perfect dependence upon the Father, and he had perfect love for the Father. And in all those ways, he was honoring the Father. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us to enable us to honor God in the same way that Jesus honored the Father while he was on earth. The devil got thrown out of heaven because he wanted to be honored. And because he wanted to be honored, he was stealing some of the honor and the glory from God. Immediately he was thrown out of heaven, simply for wanting honor for himself. And he was given leave to go to and fro over the face of the earth. What is he intent on doing? is intent on getting people to imitate him. Just as the Holy Spirit is given so that we can be like Jesus, so the devil wants people to be like the devil. And the essence of what is wrong with the devil is that he still wants to be honored. But in the process of wanting to be honored, he wants to ensure that people do not honor God. They do not honor Jesus. Therefore, they do not honor the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So everything that the devil is conspiring to do is to draw honor to himself and to cause people to dishonor God. 
So all temptation has that aim behind it. And you can see that immediately after Jesus received the Holy Spirit, the scripture says the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness and there to be tempted by the devil. Very interesting that this was the first thing that the Holy Spirit led Jesus to do, to go into a place where he was going to be severely tempted. Now, what was the devil trying to do? To get Jesus to honor himself. You're hungry. If you're the son of God, you have the power to turn these stones into bread. Jesus' answer, you see, was man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, every word that God initiates. The devil was trying to get Jesus to honor himself by taking the initiative away from the Father and instigating a miracle for his own benefit. The same kind of thinking is behind go up to the highest point of the temple and jump. Do something spectacular. Why? That people will honor you. Wow! Look at what he did. Look how the angels prevented his feet from touching the ground. But Jesus was very careful, even in all the miracles that he performed, not to take any honor or glory to himself. He was seeking to honor and glorify the Father. He was obviously doing what the Father told him to do and what he saw the Father doing. The third temptation, you see, had the same motive. The devil saying, look at all the kingdoms of the world. Satan had been given the authority to go to and fro over the world. Of course, he didn't own those kingdoms. But he was saying, if you honor me instead of honoring God, look, you can have all these nations for yourself. But Jesus, in his humanity, didn't want the nations for himself. He wanted the nations for the glory of the Father, for the Father's will, not for Satan and the principles of Satan that would dishonor God to be operative in the nations of the world. So three very subtle temptations, all aimed at suggesting to Jesus that if he really was the Son of God here on earth, he could act in various ways to honor himself. And on each occasion, Jesus refused. That was Satan's ploy. Honor yourself. And in our lives, that's the continual temptation. What is sin? Sin is honoring yourself rather than God. It's choosing to do what you want rather than what God wants. What is disobedience? Disobedience is honoring yourself rather than honoring God. God never wants you to sin. God never wants you to disobey. Satan always wants you to sin and always wants you to disobey because he always wants you to honor yourself. So Jesus, when he's talking to the disciples, makes this statement that we all are very familiar with, but now you can understand perhaps the significance of it, that if any man would come after me, he must deny himself. 
What does he mean by that? He doesn't mean that you're just going to have to live a life where uh, you never do what you want to do. He means you can never live to honor yourself if you follow me. Just as I always live to honor the Father, so you will always live in all you do to honor me. Because if you don't live like that, you cannot be my disciples. And you cannot follow me. See, Satan ceased to follow God as soon as he wanted honor for himself. While he was Lucifer leading the angelic choirs in worship, uh, everything was fine until that point in which he wanted to take honor to himself. And this is a very subtle thing because desiring to be honored can be expressed in so many different subtle ways. Wanting recognition, wanting to be thanked, wanting to be praised, all subtle ways of suggesting I should be honored for what I do. I should be recognized for what I do. Whereas in fact, of course, if you have done anything that's really worthy of praise, it's the work of God in you, and all the glory and honor belongs to him. And if you do actually live for his glory, you never seek honor. In fact, you're probably embarrassed when people want to give you honor. I have to suffer continual embarrassment as I travel around by the ways in which people often introduce me before I speak because I know that whatever God has done or accomplished in my life has got nothing to do with me but is his work, the work of his spirit, what he has done and all the glory belongs to him. All the scripture says that it's right that we should have a good reputation uh, among people because that's part of our witness. But having a good reputation is not seeking any honor or wanting any honor for yourself. I sometimes listen to what people are saying and I, inwardly I'm just saying, oh, shut up and let's get on with the real business um, because I don't, want, I don't want to hear a whole lot of stuff like that. But <clears throat> what we are therefore doing is not just counteracting the work of the devil to honor ourselves rather than to honor God. That's dealing with the negative. That's dealing with the temptation to honor ourselves. But what we are called to do is something positive. You see, Jesus had to withstand the devil's attempts to get him to honor himself. But the essence of the ministry of Jesus was that he lived for the honor of the Father. He did the will of his Father. He spoke what the Father gave him to speak. He did the things he saw his Father doing. It was all positive. He honored the Father in the way he loved the Father, in the way he obeyed the Father, in the way he was faithful to the Father. That if you, if you want to put it in these terms, Jesus was always faithful to the covenant relationship that he had with the Father while he was here on earth. And in establishing the new covenant, God's purpose was that those who belonged to the new covenant would be faithful to God in the way that Israel had not been faithful in fulfilling the old covenant, but especially to be faithful in the way that Jesus had proved himself faithful. And we know that, you know, in, in heaven he has written upon him uh, that he is faithful and true. And that's the kind of accolade we want from God, not from man, but to prove faithful and true. And he also has written upon him that he's king of kings and lord of lords. So we are honoring the one who is faithful and true, 
King of kings and the Lord of lords. So what God has been working amongst us this term has been of prime importance. We've come a, you've come a long way. I, uh, some of you probably don't appreciate how far you have come in these few weeks. The point being that, you know, as we walk with the Lord day by day, day by day, uh, you don't necessarily notice the changes. But if you think, well, this is where I am in my relationship with the Lord now. Ten weeks ago, I was perhaps in a good place, but not the same place that I'm in now. And during these weeks, God has changed things. I mean, even at the end of last term, I wouldn't be able to come in here at quarter to eight or ten to eight and find a whole lot of people already meeting with God, already crying out to Him and praising Him. Uh, that's great. That's wonderful because it shows a hunger for God. We're not waiting for the eight o'clock to begin at eight o'clock. We, we are here to meet with God. We're here to honor Him. Now, there's just a simple message that I think God wants to speak to us about honoring. God wants to take us higher than we are now. Now that's not simply into a greater experience of his glory when we're worshiping. What he is putting before us is a boldness of faith that will honor him. We see some good things happening, but we don't see nearly enough good things happening. We see some great things happening, but there are greater things that need to happen. We know what God is capable of. That he is almighty and nothing is impossible for him. And yet, we still see situations in our own lives, in others known to us, where impossible situations remain impossible in the natural. And yet we know that it's possible for God to transform those situations. And probably we are already at the place where we would like him to do that. But liking him to do that is not the same as believing him to do that. And so we realize, I need to come, you know, each of us personally, I need to come into the place of faith where I believe that the impossible will not only become possible, but will be realized. It will be done. Now, if we come into such a place, God is going to be honored in a way beyond anything that we are doing at present. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, every time he opened blind eyes, healed the cripple, or met the needs of people, even in raising the dead, the widow's son, Lazarus, and so on, on every occasion, the Father was honored. He was glorified. And you remember before he raised Lazarus, he said to Jesus said to Martha, 
Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? In other words, it's all a matter of what you believe me to do. Not what you believe I am able to do, but what you believe me to do. And so we see how Jesus honored the Father. He, even before he raised Lazarus, you remember he stood before the tomb and he lifted up his eyes to heaven and he said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me and I know that you always hear me. In other words, he was making it clear to all those who were listening because he said, uh, you know, I speak this for the benefit of all those who are around. He was making it very obvious that what was about to happen was for the glory of the Father, was instigated by the Father, not by him. He was the instrument. He was the one that had to stand before the tomb and say, Lazarus, come out. But it was the Father who was actually going to raise Lazarus. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. So, as you've heard me say often, I think Jesus regarded all the miracles that he was performing as the works of the Father rather than his own works. And he gave glory and honor to the Father. He never, uh, one of the things that strikes me about Jesus is there's no record of him ever talking himself about the great things that he did. You know, he never said, oh, do you know, you know yesterday I, I raised the dead, or yesterday I healed that blind man. You know, come and have faith in me now. No, he, he was always right there in the present. He need, never needed to look back upon anything else that he had done in the past because he was always so confident of what would happen in the present that it wasn't going to be dependent upon what he'd done in the past but his trust was so much in the Father and in the initiative of the Father, if he could see the Father doing it, he knew, okay, that's fine. That's... So what do we see the Father doing? Now, this is the whole point, you see. We know what the Father is capable of, but what we see him doing is the product of our faith. In other words, the Father can't show us what he would do if what he shows us is going to be met with unbelief. I believe that God is wanting and is ready to do much greater things amongst us. Not, not just here at Rafi, but in the whole of kingdom faith. I believe that really God is wanting to take us into a place where we see so much more of his sovereign divine activity in very practical ways. This will lead to a lot more people being saved, a lot more people being healed. It will lead to a, mo a lot more of really seemingly impossible, creative miracles happening. I believe this is the purpose of God. I believe this is where he is wanting to lead us now in these coming weeks and months. So I believe this is going to be the challenge and, and also the privilege of next term, that we're going to be moving in the miraculous more and more. But the purpose for this is not that we will be exalted or honored or people will think well of us or we will be looking for people to say, hey, do you know what's happening in kingdom faith? Or do you know what's happening through the ministry of this one or that one or the other one? We're not seeking honor at all, but we're seeking the purpose and the will of God. We want him to be honored. He will be honored in all these works of his divine power. And of course, the key to the release of power is authority that if you pray with boldness of faith, if you minister with boldness of faith, you pray with authority, you speak with authority, you act with authority. So God is going to, I believe, challenge us 
prompt us, encourage us into a place where we will exercise greater and greater authority. You see, what is authority? Well, authority is trusting Jesus rather than yourself. It's believing what he says. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven. It's believing what he says. As you believe, so it will be. That because you believe, you will do the same things as Jesus and greater things still because he goes to the Father. But you see, all, all of this is not an end in itself. Miracles are never the end of God's purpose. Miracles, healings, are always a means to God's end. His end is the extension of his kingdom. The miracles, the healings, are evidences of the truth of his kingdom, of the presence of his kingdom, and they are designed to be signs and wonders that confirm the preaching of the kingdom. So, the miracles have a context, and that is God's kingdom purposes, because where God's kingdom purposes are being outworked, he is ruling and reigning, which means he's being honored. There's great honor for our 90-year-old queen. Great honor for her. People honor her. There's been all kinds of programs on television in recent months focusing on her and her reign. And people really honor her. If someone rules and reigns well, they are worthy of honor. But our God is supreme in the way he reigns, and he is worthy of so much greater honor. And I believe that God has laid this message on my heart this morning. Because I, I came here this morning knowing what God wants to do in these coming weeks, what he wants to release amongst us, but utterly perplexed, how, Lord, how are you going to take us from where we are now into this? And what he said to me this morning, well, it's all a matter of honor. If you live to honor me, then I will be honored in the things that happen. And if you live for my greater honor, then greater things that will give me greater honor will be done among you. So that seemed to be a very simple kind of message, but I find that when you listen to God, he never makes things complicated. I've never received a complicated message from Jesus. It's always one that is so simple I can understand what he's saying. Because, of course, he is the great communicator. And he knows how to communicate to each one of us in a way that will get straight into our hearts. So, I know what I have to do, and that is to give God greater honor. To be sure that no matter what happens, no matter what great things we see happening in the coming months, I never, ever even in my thinking, take any honor to myself, but appreciate that all the honor, all the glory, all the praise rightly belongs to the Lord. But I also understand that therefore I need to seek to give him greater honor than I am now, because the measure you give is the measure you get back. And if we want to see the greater things, I believe that's going to come out of 
the way in which we want to give him greater honor. And so just to wind this up, we come back to the message of last Tuesday. You prove faithful in little things because then you honor God in little things. Then he puts bigger things in front of you and you honor him in the bigger things. And then he puts further things in front of you and you are faithful to him in doing those things and so you honor him in those things. In other words, just as this honor was so practical in the ministry of Jesus, so it has to be so practical in our own lives. And at the same time, as we're seeking to honor him in all things, like Jesus, we're standing against all the devil's temptations to honor ourselves. Yeah, we are to honor one another. The scripture commands us to do that. But honoring one another is not flattering one another. But honoring one another is being faithful to one another, serving one another, loving one another, in the outworking of his command, you are to love one another as I have loved you. So, as we seek to honor the Lord more fully, we seek to honor one another more fully, and as we cut out any desire to seek honor for ourselves, so in our loving and serving of one another, we're not doing that to get honor for ourselves, but to give honor to those that we love and bless and serve in his name. What God gives back is always up to God, isn't it? Because you reap what you sow. But it isn't that we sow honor because we want to be honored, but because we want to honor the Lord by being faithful and obedient to his word, to glorify him, to honor him by loving, blessing, serving, and so on. <clears throat> and yes, to honor those who, who God puts over us in the Lord, but there again, not in the wrong way, but in the right way. And I believe, you see, the essence of honoring God, honoring one another, is thanksgiving. And this is why the scripture says, in everything give thanks, because this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And you see, I see this in Jesus, especially when he raised Lazarus. He was about to honor the Father, or the Father was about to be honored in the raising of Lazarus. And what did Jesus pray? Father, I thank you. And what does it mean to pray with faith? According to Scripture, it means always to pray with thanksgiving. And what does Jesus say? Whatever you ask in prayer, believe it. You have received it, and it will be yours. Well, if you believe you have received it, what do you do? You give thanks. And so it's being thankful to God. It's being thankful for the anointing. It's being thankful for his word. It's being thankful for his spirit and for the fact that he is ready to do these greater things, if we, when we hear him, thank him for what he says and don't think that's too much. I can't do that. That's beyond me. No, we thank him. Thank you, Lord. If you've spoken that into my heart and life, that is what you want me to do. That is what is possible for me. And to be thankful, therefore, for one another. 
to be thankful for every opportunity to love, to bless, to serve, to give. It's all got to be absolutely practical because you can't honor God just by coming in here and trolaring to him for half an hour. You've, you know, it has to be worked out in practice. I want to honor you, Lord, in what I say and what I do. So that honoring begins with the way I think, with my attitude of mind towards you, towards others. The devil's not going to get a look in. We're not going to listen to the voice of the one who says, look what you do, and people don't appreciate it, they don't thank you, why bother? No, we don't listen to rubbish like that. And we don't listen to that voice that says, you know, it's time you were recognized, it's time that you were raised up in a higher ministry, it's time you were given more responsibility, it's time that you should be in leadership. It's a, we don't listen to stuff like that. That's the voice of the tempter, not the voice of the Spirit. But rather we praise God and we thank Him. So, I believe, I know in my heart, God is going to put some challenging things before us, before me, before you. And he's saying, okay, Believe me, trust me to be honored in this situation. And we won't look at the situation and say, impossible. It might have been impossible where we were before, but now God's saying the impossible is going to become possible. And the possible is going to be realized. Amen? Let's all stand, shall we? Come into the middle. You know, all this goes back to what God taught us several weeks ago, right at the beginning of term, about imparting. He said this was going to be a term when we would learn to impart. And I believe to a certain extent we've learned a few things about imparting, but I think we're only on the threshold of much greater things, of realizing that we, we have got the anointing to impart so much more than we are imparting at present. So let's focus on the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Honor Him. Honor Him. Honor him for all that he is. Your sovereign Lord and King. Your heavenly Father who loves you. Honor the one who died for you. Honor the Holy Spirit who lives in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Now honor him. Thank him for all that he's worked in you during the course of this term. Hallelujah. He's done in you as much as you have allowed him to do. You may want him to do still more. Well, then allow him to do still more, and he will. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Now, you should know enough about your own heart to know if there's any of those sort of secret, deep, lurking desires to be honored, to be recognized, to be applauded, to be praised. You want somehow self to be recognized instead of denied, like Jesus said. If that's the case, then just do business with the Lord now and say, forgive me, Lord. I want you to be honored. Because everything that of value that takes place in my life is the result of what you have done in me and through me. I don't deserve the honor and the glory. You deserve the honor and the glory. I don't want to steal any of that honor, take any of that glory to myself. Hallelujah. Lord, I deserve nothing, but you deserve all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Thank you that you're the God of grace, that you keep giving to me, although I deserve nothing. And it doesn't matter how much you give, I still deserve nothing, so that I can still qualify for your grace. And I thank you, Jesus, I praise you. Just thank him for that grace, all the ways in which his grace has been poured out upon your life. All the evidence of his grace in your life. Thank you, Jesus. O para santaria leto bacarasitri santu. O para santaria leto bacarasitri santaria leto bacarasitama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. What a God. Hallelujah. O para santaria leto bacarasitri santama. O para santaria leto bacarasitri santama. So just thank the Lord that he gives you the grace to stand against all the devil's schemes, to exalt self, that only Jesus will be exalted in our hearts and lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Papara Sandaria Leto Bacala Sitri Sandra. O Papara Sandaria Leto Bacala Sitri Sandra. Hallelujah. And Lord, we, we, we know that you want us to give you greater honor because there's greater things that you want to do in and amongst us. So we praise you, Lord, for your plans. Your plans are not that we just live on the plateau where we are now, but we go higher and higher and higher with you in your plans and purposes. And we give you all the glory, all the honor and praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, now just honor the Lord in your worship. Just honor him. From your heart. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Popara Santaria Ledo Bacala Sitri Sandra. Popara Santaria Ledo Bacala Sitri Sandaria Ledo Bacala Sitri Sandra. Popara Santaria Ledo Bacala Sitri Sandra. O papara zandaria lero bakala sidri sandra. Hallelujah. 
o para sandalyeleri bu Papara sandalya lero Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So the only honor we want is the honor that God gives us. Listen to the words of Jesus. Anyone who honors me before men, I will honor before my Father in heaven. That's where we want the honor, isn't it? Before the Father in heaven. Jesus warned against the religious hypocrites. He said, these people honor me by what they say, but there is no honor for me in their hearts. So their worship is futile, and their teachings only a load of rules made up by men. So we don't want to be hypocritical, do we? And Jesus also said, so everyone who seeks honor for himself will be humbled. But the one who humbles himself will be honored. Better to humble ourselves, isn't it? Rather than to have to be humbled because we seek honor for ourselves. Hallelujah. Then Jesus said, No demon possesses me. I honor my Father. Hallelujah. And then he also says, So whoever chooses to serve me must follow me. Where I choose to go, my servant will also go, and my Father will honor all who serve me. Can we see where the honor is to come from? Not seeking honor for ourselves, not seeking honor from, you know, others in the wrong way, but God honoring us because we honor Him. Honor before God. Wow. All these things Jesus says about honor. My Father will honor all who serve me. Jesus also said, anyone who speaks for himself does so because he wants honor for himself. But he who is concerned to honor the one who sent him is a man of truth and he has no false motives. And Jesus also said, it is not the Father who judges anyone, for he has entrusted all judgment to his Son, because he wants everyone to honor the Son in the same way that they honor the Father. Anyone who does not honor me does not honor the Father who sent me. So we praise you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. The amazing thing, Lord, it's absolutely amazing that you actually want to honor us when we don't deserve anything. All the glory belongs to you, but 
you want to honor us because we've honored you and because we've served you and because we've been faithful to you because we've been faithful to that covenant so Lord I just pray that our focus will remain fixed on you that we will be seeking to honor you and to serve you and to be true to you and be faithful to you and all that you ask of us and we bless your holy name come on let's praise him hallelujah oh we bless you jesus Oh, papara zandaria, leto bakala, sita di sandana. Oh, papara zandaria, leto bakala, sita di sandana. Oh, papara zandaria, leto bakala, sita di sandana. Oh, papara zandaria, leto bakala, sita di sandaria, leto bakala, sinama. Yes, 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 yes. We praise you, we bless you. Papara zandaria, leto bakala, sita di sandaria, leto bakala, sinama. O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandana O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandarama O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandama O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandarama O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandarama O hallelujah 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 Papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandama O Pastoralaria lero bakala sitri sandama O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandaria lero bakala sinama Thank you thank you Jesus Thank you thank you Jesus Papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandama O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandaria lero bakala sinama Yes 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 Papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandaria lero bakala sitri santo. Oh, Father, 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 Father. Pura la basandaria lero bakala sitama. Oh, papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandaria lero bakala sandama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Pura pakaria lero bakala sitri sandaria lero ba. Oh, papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandama. O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandaria lenama. O papara zandaria lero bakala sinama. Bustakalaria lero bakala sitri sandaria lero bakala sinama. O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri sandama. O papara zandaria lero bakala sitri santo. O pastakalaria lero bakala sitri sandaria lero bakala sinama. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for hearts after your own heart, Lord. Those humble, gentle, submitted hearts that seek to glorify you. Hearts full of thankfulness. Thanksgiving to you, Lord, for all that you are and all that you've done. We praise you. We bless you. We thank you. We honor you, Lord. Tora bakara sandaria lenoma. O papara sandaria leto bakala sitri sandoma. 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 O papara sandaria leto bakala sitri sandaria leto bakala sinoma. O papara zandaria lero bakala sidama. Now I believe the Lord is saying we're not waiting till next term to see the outworking of this. But you're going to see God honored wherever you go during these next few weeks. Amen. God is going to do things through you that will honor Him. Not because you seek honor for yourself or praise for yourself, but God is able, willing, desiring, going to do great things through many people that are here this morning. I believe God is saying you're going to see greater things than you've seen in your own life before. Hallelujah. He's going to put situations before you 
which in the natural you might want to shrink back from. But he's going to give you that boldness of faith to know that if you go forward in faith, in obedience to the leading of his spirit, God will be honored in what takes place. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Popara Sandaria, Leto Pakala Sita, Sandaria, Leto Pakala Sita. But above all, he's going to be honored in your loving, faithful walk with him, relationship with him. It's not just, not just the events, not just the things that he does. They come out of this faithful, submitted heart that you have, that God has worked in you in these last few weeks. Hallelujah. Oh. You see, you can do the same things as Jesus because that's what he says. He can do greater things through you because that's what he says. Hallelujah. He can. And he will. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. But, but remember, remember that you have to still be faithful in the little things. All this comes out of faithfulness. Uh-huh. You're faithful, you honor the Lord in little things, and then you can cope with the bigger things. You know, some people never seen mountains moved when they've spoken to them because they've never been able to move the molehills let alone mountains. Hallelujah. So God, God is going to raise up that authority in your life. Amen. Authority when you pray, authority when you speak, authority when you act in his name. Yes, for his honor, for his glory, for his praise. It's all for him, for his kingdom purposes. Hallelujah. So I thank you, Lord, for the way in which your kingdom purposes are going to be furthered in the lives of every one of us in these coming weeks, that we're going to come back at the beginning of next term praising you for what you've done between today and the beginning of next term. Thank you, Jesus. We're not just waiting for the beginning of next term to go higher with you and to go further with you. You're going to keep taking us higher. You're going to keep taking us further. We're going to see the outworking of all the things you've been teaching and putting into our hearts and lives. And thank you, Lord. We don't need mission week for that, that wherever we are, you are going to be there in us, working through us, ready to further the honor, glory, and praise of your holy name. So we thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you, Lord, for all the great things you've done during the coming weeks. I see them as if they've already happened. Hallelujah. And I thank you for them. I praise you for them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, because we want to see you honored, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, we want to see people set free. Yes, we want to see people saved. But we want to see them saved so that you're honored in their lives. We want to see miracles so that you're honored in the healings that take place. We want you to be honored, Lord, in everything. So we praise and bless your holy name. Come on, let's have one last burst of praise for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Bless your holy name. Amen. I'm excited. Anybody else excited? You know, it's all, when God speaks like this, I find it's always a bit daunting. I, I've, I think, oh, Lord, what are you going to ask of me now? But I know it's going to be all right. Amen. Because when it comes, you know, when the rubber hits the road, when it comes to the event, the grace of God is going to be there. The presence of God is going to be there. The encouragement of God is going to be there. And he's just going to be saying, go for it. Go for it. Because you want to see me honored. That's the motive. You want to see me glorified. Praise God. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com. Thank you.